Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Rediscovering the purpose for which God has placed you here. Rediscovering the purpose for which God has given you the talents that he has given you. Rediscovering the purpose for which God has put the people that God has put in your life. Rediscovering the purpose of life in the first place. So it's not just living for the sake of living. It's living to be able to get to something. It's not just existing for the sake of existing. Existing to be able to achieve something that God has committed into your care. And in Exodus chapter 2, the Bible tells us the story of Moses. His birth, his upbringing, upbringing in the palace of Pharaoh. And the Bible tells us that he was a man of divine destiny, a man of divine purpose. As a young man, Moses knew he was born to lead. Moses knew he was born to deliver Israel. The Bible tells us, beginning in verse number 11, the Bible tells us that when in an attempt to begin to deliver his people, Moses killed an Egyptian who was maltreating a Jew. The Bible tells us that after Moses killed the Egyptian, he hid the body in the sand. Later, Moses was trying to intervene in a dispute between two Hebrews. The Bible tells us that he then realized that his secret. He knows that he's no longer a secret. He realized that everybody knew it. He knew that the king was about to kill him. The Bible tells us that Moses now decided to run away. You all know the story. I know the story. It's a story that we have heard from our days in Sunday school. You know how Moses fled Egypt. You know how Moses, the prince of Egypt, now became a shepherd in Midian. We know how he started working for his father-in-law, Jethro, in Midian. We know how he got married uh, and how he had children and how he started living in obscurity. For 40 years, the man disappeared. We know the story about Moses. How he could only dream of what would have been, but having no courage to be able to step out. And live the life that he knew God wanted him to live. We know the story of Moses. But the Bible also tells us that one day while Moses was living his secluded, quiet and peaceful life. The Bible tells us that God interrupted that life. And God forced him to look at himself and rediscover his purpose in life. And if you pick up the story from Exodus chapter 3. If you now start reading from verse number 1, the Bible tells us. Say now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. The priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert. And came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. He looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. If you skip over to verse number 9, the Bible now tells us, it says, Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And the Bible went on to tell us, 
That when the Lord began to give Moses this assignment, Moses now began to argue with the Almighty God. Moses brought a boatload of excuses why he is not qualified to do what God is asking him to do. Why he was not supposed to pursue that particular vision. Why he must not be the man that will follow the assignment that God has ordained for him. Eventually, Moses summoned enough courage to step out of his comfort zone. And to pursue the call that God has given upon his life. And so in verse number 18 of Exodus chapter 4. The Bible now tells us. So Moses went. After Moses has exhausted his argument. So Moses went and returned to Jethro his father-in-law. And said to him. Please let me go and return to my brethren who are in Egypt. And see whether they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses. Go in peace. Now, I want you to notice certain things from this passage of scripture and from the life of Moses up to this point. Up until this point, the life of Moses illustrates to us the danger of living a settled and satisfied life outside of the purpose of God for your life. There is a danger that a man faces when he lives a life that is settled. A life that seems, okay, everything is fine. I have arrived. I don't need to worry myself anymore. I am okay. The Bible is making us to understand from the life of Moses up to this point. There is a danger to living a settled life. Number two, from the life of Moses that we have seen so far, we see that the life of Moses up to this point illustrates the danger of living without a clear purpose in life. When you don't have anything that you are living for, when you don't have anything that you are pursuing, when you don't have a goal, an aim, an overarching purpose that will keep you awake, that motivates you to get up from your bed every day. If there is nothing that is striving, that is pushing you, the Bible makes us to understand that you are living a dangerous life. You are going to live a wasted life. The life of Moses illustrates the danger of living without purpose. The life of Moses up to this point also reminds us that the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. In other words, when God has called you and he has decided that this is what he wants you to do for him, you can run, but you will never be able to escape him. No matter how fast you run, he's going to always be ahead of you. You can ask Jonah, he will tell you. If you go into the belly of the fish, he's there waiting for you. And where you say you are not going, he has a way of turning your ship to go back to the exact place where you don't want to go. So the life of Moses up to this point in time, Though the man decided to run away from Egypt, though he decided to stay in the desert for 40 years, assuming that God has forgotten, but God said no. The Bible tells us that if you read Romans chapter 11, from verse number 29, the Bible says, the gift and the calling of God are without repentance. God doesn't change his mind when he already picked you. He doesn't change his mind. So that's what you see from the life of Moses. Moses may have run away from Egypt, abandoned the call of God. Moses must have settled down and forgotten that God has always put something in his spirit. But the Bible makes us to understand that God does not forget his call upon the life of an individual. After Moses fled and arrived in Midian, I want you to look at one of the saddest commentary about Moses in Exodus chapter 2 verse number 21. The Bible said that Moses was content to live with the man. And he gave Zipporah, his daughter, to Moses. Here was a man with a high calling upon his life. Here was a man who was trained as the prince of Egypt. Here was a man who was destined to be a deliverer of Israel. He is now content and satisfied to dwell in the wilderness and live like a shepherd. This tells us that when we live a life outside of God's plan and purpose, when we forget the purpose of God for our life, we live a diminished, 
and minimized life. We settle for what is less than the original. When you forget what God has given unto you, when you forget where God has promised he's going to take you, when you forget the plan and purpose of God, we live a diminished life and we settle for less than all God has in store for us. That's what happened to Moses. The Bible says Moses was content to live with the man. And he forgot that he was trained to be a deliverer in Egypt. When we abandon the purpose of God for our lives, we live not only a diminished life, we live a disillusioned and unsatisfying life. Life becomes ordinary. Life becomes boring. Life becomes a routine. And you just go about doing life as if we are zombies. When we forget the purpose of God for our lives. And that's exactly what happened to Moses. Moses was living every day just like that. Wake up in the morning. Hello, honey, Zipporah. How are the boys? They're doing good. We take the sheep and one of the, and they keep following them. And he does that every day for 40 years. The only thing he looks for every day is just to take the sheep out and bring them in. That is a boring life. When especially God has actually called you to be much more than that. So you see, when we forget the purpose of God for our life, we live, number one, a diminished life. We live, number two, a dissolution life. Number three, we live a life that is empty, a devoid life. A life that is empty, a life that is common, a life that is hollow. There is nothing to look for. There's nothing exciting. There's nothing challenging. There's nothing motivational about that particular life. That was what Moses was doing. The only thing he could do was just to travel far and far and far into the desert to be able to forget that his life at that point in time was practically meaningless. We live a devoid life when we forget the purpose of God for our lives. One thing I want you to understand is that life is more than just getting a job. It's more than just getting married, having children. It's more than just going to work and coming back home, watching TV, going back to work, watching TV, going back to work. Watching. I mean, it's more than that. If that is all life is all about, then it's a terrible life. But Moses, forgetting that God has called him to a higher purpose, he decided to settle down. He settled for what was lesser. And this is the life that many people are living today. This is the life that many in the church have settled for. A life that lacks excitement. A life that lacks purpose. A life that lacks challenge. For some reason, many have abandoned the call of God for and purpose of God for their lives. And they have settled down into a cozy, a comfortable, and a safe life. A life that is predictable. A life that is foolproof. A life that is secured. And unfortunately, a life without challenge and without progress. On the same spots. And then we just wonder one day what happened. Where did all the time go? Where did all my youth go? Where did all my strength go? Where did all the dreams and the aspirations of my youth, where are they? A life without challenge, a life without progress, a life without advancement and adventure. This is the life that Moses settled for. A life with a guaranteed income, where the government sends you a check and you are happy. This is the life that is stress-free. That is the life that Moses settled for. And that is what many in our culture have settled for. That is what many people in the church are yearning for. A time when they will have no problem. When they are looking forward to the time where they can just sit down, push their leg up on the beach and sip pina colada. That's what we are looking forward to. A life without any kind of challenge. But the question that always comes to my mind when I read things like this is this. Why did Moses abandon his calling and settle for this kind of a lifestyle? When he knew that God had something better for him. 
He knew God was taking him to a different level. He knew God wanted him to move the children of Israel out of bondage. Why did he give up? Why did he settle down? And why are many in our culture today, why are many in the church settling for less than what God has in store for them? Why did Moses settle for a life below his calling, below his potential? Let me suggest to you from scripture that Moses settled for life less than what God has in store for him because Moses feared. If you look at the book of Exodus chapter 2, the Bible tells us after Moses discovered that his secret was known, the Bible said Moses feared. And in verse number 15, the Bible said because Moses feared, Moses fled. If you go back to the book of Genesis, the Bible told us that as soon as Adam feared, what did Adam do? Adam began to hide. He could not run very far because there was no Egypt at that time. He only had the garden. So he had to hide. This is exactly the same thing Moses was doing. Moses feared and so he ran. Adam feared and so he hid. The same thing we do when we are afraid. Afraid of failure. Afraid of disappointment. Afraid that we are not going to make it. Afraid that somebody is going to laugh at us. Afraid that we are not able to do something. What do we do? We recoil into our own little shell. We go into a place where we think we are safe. Where we think that the fear will not be able to get to us. And because of fear, you refuse to step out. And when we refuse to step out, we settle for less than what is best for us. This was what happened to Moses. Moses fought. The youthful exuberance that said, yes, I know the call of God is upon my life. I know that God wants me to deliver these people. And I'm going about it. But unfortunately, because he failed the first time. And because he was saved, fear took over. And Moses went into hiding. And that is what happened to a lot of us. We are not able to take a step because we are afraid. We are not able to take a step because we don't want to fail. We are not able to take a step because we don't want to disappoint other people. We are afraid and as a result, we settle for less. Why did Moses settle for a life below the calling of God upon his life? He settled for a life below the calling of God, of God upon his life because he lost sight of what was important. He lost sight of the big picture. He lost perspective. Bible says he became content with the life that he had. He became so content that he lost perspective. Forgot that it was not about him. He forgot that it was not about an individual, but about a nation. He forgot it's not about his own ambition, but the purpose and call of God upon your life. When you lose perspective of what is important, you are going to put your hands into what you are not supposed to put your hands into. Whenever we lose perspective of what is important in life, we begin to pursue the mundane. We begin to run after the things that is not necessary. We begin to do things that will not advance the purpose and plan of God for our life. Moses settled for less. Number one, because of fear. Number two, because he lost perspective. Number three, because he lost faith. Not only himself, but in the people and in the God that has given him that call. The Bible tells us that when Moses killed that Egyptian, buried him, saw his Hebrew brothers fighting each other, and they told him, who made you a judge and a king over us? That was already a disappointment. Look at the people that I committed myself to. Look at the people that I'm trying to help. Look at the people that I'm going all out for. Look at the nonsense that they are telling me. Is it worth it? Should I be wasting my time? He lost faith. He became discouraged because of what was around him. And because he lost faith, the Bible said he settled for less. Why do I have to kill myself? Why do I have to endanger myself for the people who do not even appreciate it? Why do I have to waste my time for an individual who are even accusing me or who are calling me names, who do not see me or see the glory of God or see what God wants to do through me? 
Moses settled for less because number one, he was afraid. Because he lost perspective. Because he lost faith. But most importantly, because he lost his purpose. He allowed the fire of the purpose of God, the flame of purpose, that desire, that overwhelming push, that fire in the belly, he allowed it to go out. And once that fire goes out, you will settle for what is not important. Many of us who have the dream of starting a business, we tried it, one it failed, we tried the other one it failed, we tried the other one it failed. At one point in time, say, so what is the essence? We begin to look for excuses why we are not supposed to move forward. We begin to look for excuses why we are not supposed to do what we are supposed to do. And at the end of the day, the desire to begin to strive, the desire to fight, the desire to move on, we drop all that desire and just begin to leave and put our life on cruise control and just say, well, what will be, will be. So Moses settled for less because he lost his purpose. And for 40 years, Moses lived in obscurity. His life had little or no meaning. He settled for less of what God has in store for him. All because he lost sight of God's purpose for his life. And the same thing is happening even today. The same thing is happening in the life of the people of God. The same thing is happening in the church. We have allowed fear to dominate our life. We have lost sight of what is important. We are focused on ourselves. We have lost faith in the people of God. We have lost faith in ourselves. And as a result, the purpose of God, we have allowed it to slip away from our hands. And therefore, we have settled for what is not important. And my brothers and sisters, when purpose is lost in the life of an individual, he is going to settle for what is less. When you don't know where you are going, everywhere appears appealing. When you don't know where you are going, everywhere appears as if you have gotten to the destination. When we don't know what we are doing, when we don't know what God has in store for us, anything that the devil offers appears to be very good unto us. When purpose is lost, we will settle for what is less. And that is why, my brothers and sisters, we must guard the purpose of God for our lives. We must find out and guard the purpose of God and keep the flame alive. I remember when I was still young in the faith, there was a pastor that I used to have. He said he wanted an ideal family. And his ideal family, he took a picture from the magazine and he pasted it upon his prayer table where he used to pray every morning. Every morning he would keep praying. He said, this is what I ask for, oh God. This is what, and at the end of the day, that was exactly what he got. You have to keep the flame burning. You have to keep the fire burning. You have to keep your purpose right in front of you so that you will not settle for less than what God has offered. And now we have been talking about purpose, 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 purpose. What is this thing called purpose? What is this thing called purpose? There's a guy that I I love to read some of his materials. His name is uh, Dr. Miles Monroe. He's dead now. But he defined purpose as... The original intent in the mind of the creator that motivated him to create a particular thing. The original intent in the mind of the creator for creating what he has created in the very first place. That is the meaning of purpose. Purpose is the reason why something exists. Now because purpose is the original intent of creation, the nature of purpose is that it precedes existence. In other words, Purpose comes before anything is created. In other words, if you look at this building, whoever built this building had a mind that I wanted to use this building as a commercial building. So the design was done before this building came into existence. He had the idea that I want a commercial building and that was why this one was built. So purpose always precedes the existence of anything. 
In other words, if there is no purpose, nothing can be created. Because you can't just do things at random. Number two, because purpose is the reason for the existence of a particular thing, the nature of purpose is that it defines the identity of what is created. Purpose tells us what that thing is. Let's say this cell phone. The idea of this cell phone, why you know it's a cell phone, is because what it is created to do. That's why you know it is a cell phone. So purpose determines what that thing is. It defines identity. And that's why the Bible tells us when it was talking about Jeremiah. It said, before I formed thee in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. Why? I ordained you to be a prophet unto the nation. So the reason for creating Jeremiah was for him to be a prophet unto the nation. If Jeremiah ended up to be what? To be a millionaire, he has failed. Because he has missed the purpose. If Jeremiah ended up to be something else other than a prophet to the nations, he has failed. And that is what you must understand. What determines the success of a product, what determines the success of anything, is for it to fulfill the reason why it was created in the first place. If this cell phone cannot make phone call to my brother over there, it is a useless piece of equipment. It can take picture. It can play music. It can do all those things. But it's not a cell phone. Because that is not what a cell phone does. A cell phone is supposed to communicate. So it defines identity. That's what purpose is. That's the nature of purpose. Number three, because purpose is the original intent for creating something, the nature of purpose is to dictate the potential. It tells us what that thing can do. Here is a microphone. This microphone, if you expect it to be a fan to cool me, if I expect it to be a fan to cool my body right now, I'll be wasting my time. Because that's not what it's designed to do. It has no potential to cool my body. But if it were to amplify my voice, that is what it's designed for. So purpose dictates the potential of an individual. And that is why God will never ever ask you to do something that he has not equipped you to do. So if God is telling you to do something, there is something inside of you that is capable of doing that thing. That's why he gave you that assignment. God will never ask you to do something that he has never equipped you to accomplish. So purpose dictates the potential of what is created. Number four, because purpose is the reason for existence of any particular thing, the nature of purpose is that it is unaffected by your ignorance. The fact that I don't know what this thing does, doesn't mean that it will not do what has been created to do. Many of us know what is in my hands. This is what you use for transition of slides. If for some reason you saw it next to the microphone and you think it's a microphone, it doesn't change the nature of this thing. It doesn't change what this thing is about to do. Your ignorance about the reason for the existence of something does not mean that that thing does not exist. Your purpose is not affected by your ignorance. The fact that you don't know what God wants you to do does not mean that God has not given you something to do. The fact that you don't know where you are going does not mean that where you are going does not exist. Purpose is not affected by your ignorance. And then finally, because purpose is the reason for existence of any particular thing, the nature of purpose is that it requires your discovery. If you want to benefit from this thing in my hand, you have to discover what it's meant for. If you want to discover what this computer that is in my hand now that is called cell phone, you have to discover what is in there. Purpose requires your discovery. If you want to know where God is supposed to take you, if you want to know what God has commissioned you to do, it is your responsibility to find out why. 
or where he is taking you. It is your responsibility to find out the reason for your existence. It is your responsibility to find out the reason for your being. So purpose requires discovery. You have to find out. And because purpose requires discovery, that is why it is important for you and for me to discover what has God placed us on this earth to do. What has he placed us to do? Is it just to eat, live, and die? That is a waste. Is it just to go to work and make money and then spend it? Go to work, make money, spend it. Go to work, make money, and spend it. Is that all that God has in store for us? Why is it important for you to discover the reason for your existence? Why is it important for us to know the purpose of our lives? It is important, my brothers and sisters, to know the purpose of your life because it empowers you to know where you're going. When you know what God has given unto you, if somebody offers you something else, say no. This is not what God gave me. This is not what God told me. If I offer that, I say, tomorrow morning, if you come to my place, I am going to give you a thousand dollar check. All of a sudden, you show up in front of my house. And then somebody gives you ten dollar check. You say, no, that's not what the pastor says. Why? Because you already know that when you get there, you are getting a thousand dollars. The point is that purpose empowers you. The Bible said God is the one that declares the end from the very beginning. From the ancient times, the things that are not yet saying, my counsel shall stand. When you know that God's counsel will stand, it has a way of empowering you. When God shows you something, say forget it. That's why David said, I have been young and now I'm old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seeds begging bread. Because he knows the purpose of God for his life. Number two, why must you discover your purpose? You discover your purpose because purpose clarifies. It makes things clear for you. You are not jumping from pillar to pole. You are not doing trial and error about life. Because you already know what purpose is all about. If we enter this place this morning. And people are having difficulty hearing me. If you know the purpose is for people to be able to hear my voice. You don't go and look for this and give it to me. And say speak into this thing. No. Because that means this is not going to do the work that you have called it to do. It is not meant to amplify my voice. It is meant to change the slides. So when you already know the purpose of something, it clarifies everything. It makes sure you are not running up and down. You are not just doing things anyhow. You are not just doing things because people are doing it. You are doing whatever you are doing because that is what God wants you to do. Purpose not only empowers, purpose clarifies. Purpose also directs your paths. Because when you know where God is taking you, if you know that God says show up in Nashville, you don't take your car and face 24 East. You don't face Tatanoga. If you know that your action, your job that you have been praying for is in Nashville, you don't face Tatanoga. No. Because you are going the opposite direction. The idea is that when your purpose is clarified, when you know what purpose is all about, when you discover the reason why God has placed you on earth, it directs everything you do. It makes sure that you don't get yourself entangled in the wrong crowd. It makes sure you don't begin to do the things that are contrary to the very purpose of God. It also dictates how you live your life. When you know exactly where God is taking you, it dictates how you live your life. The Bible said there are many devices in the heart of a man, but never let the counsel of the Almighty God shall stand. When you know the counsel of the Almighty God stands, it dictates what you do, who you relate to, what you do, what you engage in, the things that you apply your money to, the things that you put yourself into. It dictates everything. When you know where you're going. And not only that, when purpose is discovered, 
Purpose has a way of revealing what the desired future will look like. Purpose has a way of showing you what is to come. It has a way of giving you a picture of what tomorrow looks like. Because when you are able to see what tomorrow looks like, I tell you, whatever picture that you are seeing around you, you say, no, this is not the final bus stop. This is not the end of the story. Why? Because you have been able to see into the future. Have you wonder a man like Abraham, 75 years old, God says, get out of your heart and start wandering in the wilderness. Why do you think that man kept going? If you read the book of Hebrews, the Bible said that he was able to see a city that was not even physical. Purpose has been able to reveal to him the future that is out there. But brothers and sisters, if you cannot see it, if you don't understand where God is taking you, you cannot see the future that he has planned for you. And purpose always reveals what the future looks like. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.